Hey everybody, this is Chad. I am thrilled to announce my mother is today's guest. She gave birth to me and I thought I'd repay her by having her on a podcast where I say the F word. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hey guys, I hope you enjoy. Thanks for sending in your questions. This one was a real special one for me. Uh, I know you guys are missing Sai. He'll be back as soon as possible. But until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy the lovely sounds of Wardo. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. I am not on my computer for the first time in a very long time. I am not looking at someone through a screen. I am looking at her over a mound of sound-muffling foam because I have turned my office into a sick-ass recording studio because she lives here. She lives here. She lives two blocks away from the hospital she had two babies at. I was one of them. It's my mother. It is Karen Ward, everyone. Hello, mother. Hello, everybody. Now, I was just making fun of you because you look like you're about to shit your pants. You look nervous. I can see it in your eyes. Your eyes, uh, they have an intensity, but also like an oh, no look. So no one, listen, here's the thing. Sai and I mess this up every week. So there's nothing you could do that would mess it up more than us. I am so excited to have you here. I am so excited that the listeners put all these questions out into the, uh, into the world. I'm going to ask you some of them. And, uh, you know, listen, she's the reason I have white hair already. Uh, this comes, this is a long line. I've come from a long line of white-haired People, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, your mother, my grandmother, had black hair for a long time. And then one day she stopped dyeing it. And I think uh, I, you'll have to tell me why. But I remember she came up the stairs and you were behind her and she said, hi, honey. And then she went up the rest of the stairs and then I stopped you and I was like, who's that? Yes. Yeah, so, well, here's the story on that deal. She had hurt her back. And uh, she was happened to be in traction. Okay. And that's that's when she she couldn't dye her hair anymore. So, <laughs> so she went. And I remember all her combs. You know, they started out white. Those yeah. rat tail combs. Oh yeah. I think she snapped you with one of those one time. She snapped me with a Chuck E. Cheese big ass like 
you know, like the fake combs where you're like, this is a hilarious comb. No one would ever use this. It was like a two by four. I got out of the tub and she pulled this thing back like she was trying to, I don't know, send like a a rock up towards the moon in a slingshot. And she whipped me in my ass. I remember that. And she felt horrible. Yes, she did. Well, I don't think she knew it was going to hurt that bad. And why she didn't, I have no idea. Yeah, just like, well, the softest flesh to ever live is a (laughs) child's ass. Let's see how this goes. Um, Yeah, Uh, wonderful. Well, anyways, uh, so so many questions. We got so many questions. And I am excited. I am very excited about this, but a little nervous too, because I've never done anything like this before, but I am humbled by the fact that you asked me to do this. Yes, how, how, uh, (laughs) I just, I think it's funny. You're, after raising me and putting up with all the shit, you're like, he's having me on his radio show. (laughs) So I think it's great. Um, I am so happy that you agreed to do it. And, uh, Again, no need to be nervous, just you and I chatting. It is it is strange because when you put a microphone, it changes the aspect of a conversation. It almost makes it seem more important. And can I tell you something? It is fucking not. So excuse my language. Um, but here we go. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to start off with some questions that were asked multiple times in different versions, but they're the same questions. All right. Okay. So we got a lot of repeats on this one. Uh, what were some of Chad's funniest moments as a child, and what was Chad like as a kid? Well, okay, so right out of the shoot, funniest moments, that got me right away. Because I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I said, you know, there was so many, and I can't really, you were kind of a quiet, I mean, kid, at what, <laughs> okay, well, listen now. Up to a certain point. Well, up to a certain point, sure. yeah, you know, um, but you were, you were, you know, you weren't boisterous. You weren't, you know, I never had to say use your inside voice, that kind of thing. That's absolutely incredible. People listening right now are like, I'm sorry, whose mom is this? Yes. Yeah. True story. True story. Um, funniest, the one thing I can remember, it wasn't so funny. It was just so dang cute. You had a little blue suit and you lip synced to what was that one again with the bear, bear cats? Straight Stray cats. cats. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so yep. probably rock this town? Yes. I, and I put a suit on to do this? A little blue suit. <laughs> yep, a light blue suit. Yep. You know what's very interesting? When I was married, I went on a cruise with another couple. And on the cruise, I don't know if you guys have ever been on a cruise, but it can be boring as shit. It's like at the seventh day, you're like, we've done all this already. Ten times. So... um I, I entered cruise ship uh, idol, a oh. karaoke contest. Oh, you did. And I sang Rock This Town. Oh. I, I, I advanced to the finals and I sang Rock This Town in the finals. And it was very funny because um, I think that I, so I, I won, but I, but I was a, a co-champion because the woman that won should have won all by herself. Her voice was so incredible. But I think what I so I had the judges of the contest were the entertainment for the cruise. So you'd go there and then they would do a show um, for for everyone there. And then I remember that one guy came out and uh, he spelled a word and I can't remember what it was. Let's just say like vitology or something. And he spelled it. And then as he says, uh, 
oh gee why he whips his head around and goes back to the thing so that's what i did during the instrumental break you know how when you're singing karaoke it says like instrumental break for 32 beats i went right up to him and i spelled the word and whipped my head around and all the judges laughed and i think that's why they gave me co-champion but this well, woman who was singing was unreal. I can't believe you added any theatrics to this. I just... It's well, hard. after it's answering the first question, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> when was Chad funny? He wasn't. Next question. <laughs> he was the most boring child, and the fact that you idiots listen to him is insane. I never said boring. I know. I never said boring. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. I uh, got the next one. I got the next one down. Okay. What was he like when he was... You were busy. You were busy, busy. You were like the neighborhood Hot Wheels champ. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You'd come down the corner, and I don't know how you did it and stayed upright, but you squealed around the corner. Yeah, I, I remember you guys telling me this. So where we live now, the hospital has bought more property. So the house I grew up in is no longer there. That okay. corner is no longer there. They took half of that block. So they kind of went up to the alleyway. And so now when you're looking from the clinic, you can see the homes that were on top of the hill and we were on the bottom of the hill on the block. Yep. And I would go up to the corner, which was a brick house <laughs> and a judge lived there. And I would go down the corner and I remember what you would have to do. And this is crazy that I remember this stuff, but you would have to take your feet off of the pedals because it wasn't freewheel. It was like they would just keep spinning. So you'd have to keep your feet up and then you'd have to turn it just right. And so you could kind of slide into the turn. You had to crank it. It yeah. was, And it was on a busy, busy street. It was on a very busy street. Not as busy as the street one street over, which was it's one of the main streets going through town. And I had a bike growing up where it, you didn't have brakes, like the normal brakes where you, you – push back on one of the pedals, the brake was on the frame. So it was almost like an emergency brake you would have to pull because it was, otherwise the pedals would keep going. So that's how I thought you stopped a bike. And then for a birthday, I got a brown bike with a long banana seat. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. And I remember my dad put it together and I was going down the alley towards the really busy main street and went to the you know, I was going fast because I was like, this is my new bike. And I was going to pull on the brake on the frame, no brake. So I just went into the road and everyone had to slam on their brakes. Oh, my God. But this is before cell phones. So people were focusing on what was happening in front of them. Right, right. I mean, that happens now. You probably get smoked by a 16-year-old going, um, like, and then we, like, let's go somewhere. <laughs> so, okay. And this was my, I'm not going to say fear, but this is what I was thinking about as you know, I'm thinking about doing this podcast is I am going to learn a lot of stuff <laughs> that I never heard about before. And this is one of them. This yeah. Is oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh my God moments. Yeah. Well, because I remember I even hit the curb across the street oh, and racked my body. <laughs> and then I just laid there and I was like, I think I was pretty close to dying there. And then I, dad came over and he was like, so anyways, this is our secret. And <laughs> so I, I obviously didn't tell you, but yeah, busy as a kid. I mean, I remember cruising all over town on bikes. I remember oh, yeah. one time going all the way across town to the home of the lady that babysat me. And this is bef obviously before f cell phones. And so you didn't know where I was. And then she found out I was there. She called you. And that was not a great trip back for me, back to the house. That wasn't Eileen. 
No, it was no. Uh, Rhonda. Oh. Rhonda Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's way over there, yep. Way yep. across town. <clears throat> okay. How you doing? I'm doing good. Great. I'm doing good. Great. And, uh, okay, so <laughs> I just want to finish this this up here okay. because it, yeah. it took a lot of brain power to do. Always, you were always a hit with all the neighbors. Okay. You were because they always would tell me how polite you were. <laughs> you were always polite, and you know, they were young neighbors, they were old neighbors, they were, you know, the the parents of the your friends and stuff. But that always made me feel really good that you were always. He is so polite. He always says please and thank you. Yeah. That really made me feel good. Yeah. Oh, nice. So. Well, that was always, I mean, that was instilled pretty hard yeah. because I think, I don't know if it was because you guys were young parents and you were like, listen, we already have a strike against us in society. <laughs> so our kids are going to need to say please and thank you or this is going to be a shit show. Yeah. So I, I remember <clears throat> Mark Johnson, call him Q-Ball now. Oh, yeah. You don't even recognize the guy no. from when he was little. I mean, this is a guy that used to comb my hair in the sandbox and and hang. And he's much older. Yeah. But he was very, very nice. And all the Johnson kids were so nice. Yes. And uh, he had a brother named Don. And he was babysitting one time. And I had fallen asleep and you guys left. And so when I woke up, Don was there. And I don't know if this was – and maybe I've told this story before. But I don't know if this was a panic attack but I started crying and I couldn't stop crying. And no matter what happened, I was crying. So he eventually brought me two houses down to where the two old ladies lived in the White House, one past Faircloth. Oh, okay. And they had frozen, little frozen Snickers in their freezers. And that was the only thing after about two hours of crying that got me to stop crying. Oh, no. And these were two elderly ladies not elderly but they're probably 70s 60s yeah. 70s they were i don't think they'd ever been married yeah no i think it was like uh we're friends wink wink yeah we can't tell you that we're in love because it's the 80s <laughs> so i th i have to think that's probably what was going on oh i don't know i never thought of that but well i think i, th I did because oh. <laughs> well, i th just you know you go when you're a little kid, you see everything that's, you know, air quotes, traditional. Yeah. And then you show up at somebody's house and it's like, oh, well, this, you guys have a lot of pictures together and you guys, this bedroom doesn't look used. Huh. Interesting. Doesn't matter to me. They had frozen Snickers. I don't give a shit. <laughs> see, this is another one of those yeah. things. Scissor your life away if you're going to hand <laughs> frozen treats to me. I don't give a shit. Uh, okay. Uh, here's another one. Do you have a favorite joke or bit from his stand-up? Why, yes, I do. And it's always it's always been my favorite. Why? Because I always, you know, thought of you as a smart comedian. Okay. And when you would tell this joke, I would kind of look around just to see how many people were with you. Hmm. Because it was it, it was just so it was the uh, do you know Jack Daniels joke? Oh, yeah. Are you related to Jack? Because uh, last name Daniels, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And and it it always has just stuck with me because I I just thought that was so funny. It was just... Oh, thanks. Yep, uh, yep. Here's another tidbit you might not know. I did that. So my goal was to be on TV by the time I was 30. That was my goal. And I ended up getting lucky. I ended up going to Just for Laughs Comedy Festival which got me a manager, Alex Murray, who is now manager of, you know, Jim Gaffigan, Naper Gatsy, Nikki Glazer. He's had a lot of, Chris Hardwick, a lot of huge, huge clients. 
And so I told him that was my goal. And he was like, done deal. And he's maybe a year older than me. So when we were, we were very young in the business still. And he was like, I got your back. So he got me on Craig Kilborn. So I've been on Craig Kilborn, Craig Ferguson, and uh, James Corden. So all the late, late show. So I'm like, I'm one, I used to laugh so hard when comedians, when I was starting out, the older guys would be like, you may have seen him on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and Jay Leno. I was like, who is this dinosaur? And then I remember that I've been on three of them and I'm like, oh my God, go to sleep. So, so I did that joke on Craig Kilborn to silence because I found out later in uh, like Asian high school students who had won a trip to America – Got to go to that show that night. And so it was, number one, It was it's a religious joke because I talk about the apostrophe. He goes, hey, you related to Jack. And I say, Jack Daniels has an apostrophe in it. And he goes, oh, you mean he followed Jesus? And I go, yeah, he's one of the 12 apostrophes. So it's a religious joke and it's a grammar joke. And these, I'm talking to Asian kids who have different of both of those. So it was so crazy. And we, I watched it with a friend of mine, Scott Derringer, in Ian Bagg's apartment. And we just looked at each other like, oh, my God. It's just sitting there. It was so ridiculous. No light bulbs came on that time. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a good bit. I think that bit got me a lot of attention, actually, because it kind of people were like, oh, this young punk is actually thinking through stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. um, now, now we get serious here. Have you ever met Uncle Ronnie? And there's a, so there's a couple questions here. What are your thoughts on the theory that he's Chad, <laughs> that it's Chad's dad in hiding? Do you think Stephen is actually dead? So let's go. Have you met Uncle Ronnie? No, I have not met met Uncle Ronnie, um, and I didn't even know he existed until my daughter, your sister. Uh, told us about him <clears throat> and actually I never met Steve um, Steve's dad or anybody on that side of the family yeah I didn't either so um, yeah no I have not met Uncle Ronnie but I did hear um, through Alyssa that he is a very nice guy yeah so it um, sounded like it yeah yeah so having said that um, what's the theory that Uncle Ronnie is Steve um, that's a hard no Okay. That, that's a hard no. I, I completely agree with that because um, he went to lunch with Alyssa. Yes. And he didn't make copies of keys or ask yeah. for social security numbers or anything like that. So no, I, I asked I, where you lived or no. Yeah, I believe Ronnie is Ronnie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and the second or third part of that question, do you believe that Steve is dead? Well, I... I have to say that I have every reason to believe he is and not one to think that he isn't. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I've always said, and people have heard this before on the show, but, uh, you know, I think that um, he's had relatives on his, size of the on his side of the family contact me about, hey, congratulations, saw you on this TV show, blah, blah, blah. And I just can't imagine that he wouldn't have called for money or something. Yeah. yeah. Unless, who knows, unless that two-sided dollar bill made him 10 million maybe he's just 
Maybe he's enjoying his helicopter in Private Island. I don't know. Oh, man. You never, you never. You know, and I've had other people ask me that, too. Do you really think, like, classmates of ours and mm -hmm. stuff? Because, um, as you know, he, he and I graduated together. But other classmates, is he really dead? You know, and, and that is, it's kind of a weird deal because most people know that they're, what their ex-spouse. Sure. You know what happened to him or whatever and I don't which it doesn't really bother me so much yeah for me but it bothers me for you guys yeah I mean try having a dad who you don't know what happened right but, but actually it doesn't bother me and the reason Alyssa and I came up with this he's dead theory is because it's better than going well we don't know right because then it there's a hundred follow-up questions but he's dead shuts people down pretty quickly yeah it's like, a, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Yep, I can sure see that. Yep. Yeah, so that, that, that's why we did that. Yeah. Well, I think you're, I think you're right on there. Yep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Here's a question that so many people have asked. And not only about this. I mean, when I brought it up, we had so many people asking. And so I'm actually interested too. We went to a Bulls game once, Timberwolves game at the Metrodome. And we were supposed to be very close, but we were not. Something happened where we ended up being way up top with the ruffians, I'll call them. And there were two guys that were cursing and you got mad at them several times and they kept cursing. But then you leaned forward and said something in between their heads and they didn't move for the rest of the game. And so <laughs> a lot of people, including myself, would like to know what you said to them. Well, when you when you say we were up top, that that I mean, we were run one row from the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, so I know I've told this again, but just just to remind you, I remember walking up and want someone in our party, our four person party saying, where's such and such row? And then the people heard us that were sitting down there and started laughing. They're like, <laughs> hope you stretched because it's a long walk up there. Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> and and yeah. And I'm afraid of heights. 
too. And so this was especially a treat. So, okay. So anyway, now I'm sure all of your listeners have heard of the, the mama bear. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had sat there and I'm, you know, I'm probably more confrontational now than I was then, you know, because I, I had filters then. <laughs> you know, and, and well, I, I didn't see any of them. <laughs> I don't believe you. So, but anyway, I had, you know, you, let's see, how old were you? Were you like? I was well, in, uh, I was in high school. So I probably, I think I was a freshman. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. I think this was kind was of our last hurrah. Yep. As a family. Yeah. I was a sophomore because I remember uh, one kid one grade beneath me and one kid one grade above me that were also going to the game. And I'd just like to say here quickly that the first time I told this story, I was like, oh, they were doctor's kids and rich kids and being pricks. I didn't remember that correctly. I think I added that to spice up the story. I think they were pretty – I mean – they're, they're good, good kids and they've grown into fantastic men. So I did need to edit that. I felt a little bad about that. So anyways. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, these guys, I don't know. I don't really remember how old they were, but they, they had mouths on them. And I just, I put up with it for about as long as I could. And I lent, I leaned forward and I had one hand on each of their outside shoulders <laughs> yes, and kind did. of, kind of drew them in. <laughs> And I just said kind of quietly, um, if you don't want help making it down the stairs, I'd watch my mouth if I were you. I've got young kids back here. And I probably used a little more colorful language. Oh, I would think so. Yes, I'm sure because I Because I love that you threatened to throw two grown men down the stairs <laughs> with I bet you every other word was an F-bomb. Because when you came back... You were breathing heavy, but so focused on just watching a court that we couldn't really see because we were so high up. And then I remember those guys didn't move. Yeah. So that was uh, okay. Well, that's yeah. good. You yeah. threatened to throw them down the stairs. Yeah. And by the way, if she would have thrown down the stairs, it would have taken them 45 minutes to get to the bottom because <laughs> we were so high up there. Yep, yep. Oh, that's and, incredible. And I remember, I think I almost had cramps in my fingers. Oh, from, from squeezing their shoulders? <laughs> yeah, because I, I wanted their full attention. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Isn't it awful? <laughs> oh, you started the word correctly, but it's awesome. It's pronounced awesome. <laughs> oh, Holy man. shit. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, well. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me because you always... Uh, yeah, I mean, you've scared me a couple times to the point where I was like, eh, anyways, I guess I'll just go away for a little bit. Um, here's another question. Were you always supportive of Chad's comedy career? Was there a point when you finally knew things were going to work out for him? Yeah, I was always supportive. Um, in fact, well, I probably didn't show it or say it often enough. But I think that's you being judgmental on yourself because here's what I remember. I remember having to sell vacuums. Oh, yeah. It was like an air purifier vacuum. Yes. And I said, well, I'm in a little trouble here because I'm supposed to have shirts and ties to go sell these things. Because a lot of people don't know this, but vacuum sales, very classy act. You have to be classy. So I had to wear shirts and ties. And I remember you um, gave me money to buy the clothes I needed to start that. 
And then when I, uh, listeners know, I sold exactly zero vacuums. And <laughs> you said, well, you don't have to pay me back. Don't worry about it. And I was like, well, that's, that's pretty great. I mean, that's the starting. That's just how supportive you were in general. Um, but with comedy, absolutely. I mean, I hear horror stories of people starting comedy and they're like, yeah, my parents hated it. They cut me off. They didn't help because they thought it's the riskiest thing you could do. But um, I, have, I have been very blessed with a lot of people in my life that supported me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, from from very first starting out doing comedy and, and writing your jokes and stuff. And um, I remember when you'd run some of your new ones by me. I, I just felt so special that you wanted my opinion or maybe that wasn't it oh absolutely <laughs> i wanted your opinion but i you know i think we have i thought about this quite often i think we have kind of the same wit kind of the same type i agree humor a little yes bit. story storytelling yeah and, yep. yep 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 so yeah i thought and you were just uh you were given gifts yeah you know you were you were really given gifts um like you know your your imagination and how you relate to people, and your your crazy sense of humor. I mean, add that all together, and you have one heck of a comedian. Well, thanks. And yes, you are welcome. And uh, and before anybody gets mad about uh, me being given compliments today, these are questions asked by listeners, not myself. So thank you. You know, when I think of my imagination that you brought up. Uh, and I know people want to hear from my mom, but I'm I'm adding these things because uh, I, I I don't know I'm being like the color man in a baseball game, so, um, you know I had a, a neighbor who was much older named Matt Faircloth, and yep. he you know I could tell the way kids treated him on the bus that there was a disconnect with kids his age. Um, he wasn't a creep. He wasn't a loser. He wasn't a weirdo to me. Uh, I, I know that. I mean, he was one of my best friends and we would save our allowance and we would walk to what is now Ben Franklin, the infamous eyebrow lady <laughs> stole my shit, not my shit, your shit. Eyeshadow was a blue eyeshadow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, um, so we would walk there and it was called TGNY at that point. It was toys, games, and yarn, I think is what TGNY stands for. Anyways, we would go get G.I. Joe guys and we would get the, um, uh, what's it called when you jump off a cliff? Hang gliders with the G.I. Joe guys. And we would go down to this park that was right next to a bread factory. And we would lay on the grass and smell the bread till they stopped baking it. Then we would play G.I. Joe guys all over the park. I mean, I think that hanging out with an older kid that had the same interests as me was huge for my imagination. He was really smart too, wasn't he? Very yeah, smart. He was very, very smart. I yeah. wonder what he's doing now. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but I mean, there, there's something to be said. I mean, maybe bef this is well before anyone talked about the spectrum. I mean, there's a chance he was on the spectrum. Sure. But I'll tell you this, I was lucky as could be to have him in my life yeah. as far as that goes. And, um, and another thing is, uh, your mom, my grandma, she let me try everything within reason. But there was a time I was watching Scooby-Doo and there was this um, like electro guy that had this uh, looked like an electric current around him. So I said, well, I want to figure out how to make that. Oh, jeez. So I made it with Play-Doh and then she ended up cutting up a bunch of her candles and putting them in a pot and cooking it. 
down, melting the wax in the pot so I could dip my Play-Doh guy in there and try to get this what looked like an electric current around him. And oh, so for crying out loud. I know. So she sat there and she said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? And she really encouraged that kind of outside the box thinking. And so, again, when I, when I say I, I, I say this all the time, but as far as my career goes, the stars aligned. I mean, you look at um, my kid's mom, how supportive she was, mm-hmm. you, grandparents, other comedians, bookers. I mean, it really was like, and and I'm not taking away the fact that I worked hard, but true that. But it does take a lot of people grabbing your hand and pulling you up on the way. So mm-hmm. thankful for that. And uh, I know people are probably sick of me talking about myself, but it's my podcast. So suck shit. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Are you? <laughs> Must be a good one. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I forget that the listeners are funny and really listen when we talk because they grasp on to, I mean, this is a big one, but are you aware of Chad's unfortunate CD white rapper phase? Can you tell us any of his songs, if any of his songs were actually any good? Well, here's another one of those things where I have to kind of bow out because, um, when you, when you first talked about C.D. White on your podcast, I turned my house upside down trying to find that tape. Sure. And all I found was the empty jacket, and you had it all decorated. Oh, you know, yeah. You had, yeah, you had it, you know, penned in C.D. White, and you had, uh, I think it was... Um, Lightning bolts and all Oh that yeah, stuff and it said it said get busy yeah. and it was spelled B I Z Z A Y. Busy. <laughs> but there's no tape in it. I was I know. so disappointed. And I just couldn't find it. I love that there are listeners going, What's a tape? Oh, yeah. Why would you need tape? Are you going to tape some lyrical sheets together? Um, yeah, I know. I, I don't know where it is either. I think what happened was I think a girl in my grade got a hold of it. And I found it in her room, and then I think I pulled all the stuff oh. out because I was like, have I been being made fun of in this room for 10 months? Oh. I think I had a, a mental breakdown and took all the stuff out of there, is what I think happened to it. Well, that's too bad. But I'll tell you what, I rapped to get into junior president. That was my speech. Yeah, that's right, you guys. I did. I did a rap for my junior president speech. And got in. I think people felt sorry for me. And so they voted for me. And uh, and I also rapped uh, sophomore year at the um, uh, homecoming coronation yes. yep. where the cheerleaders came out and they did like a like a we will rock you, you know, stomp twice, clap once situation. And I rapped to that. Then I rapped junior year at coronation and a guy named John Johnson who was in a band now in Oregon called Hill Stomp, fantastic guy. Um, we, he was kind of in one group, like the alternative kind of, I guess it would be hipster now. He was in that hipster group, but we found a common ground and he was so nice. He's a fantastic musician and I had no one to do any music and he goes, I'll do it. And part of me expected him to not show up or not do it. And was he, he in your grade? He wasn't. He was two years older than me. Oh. 
and he ended up doing the music and it was it sounded really really great almost like uh my rapping wasn't let me be very clear <laughs> but the music on the drum set sounded like it could have been the start of a beastie boy song i mean he's so talented wow so yeah so he he let me do that but there were uh yeah there were several moments where people questioned my sanity Growing up, they're like, oh, you're you're rapping now. Chad, why are your pants on backwards? Well, I don't know, because I saw the crisscross video yesterday. Why are your pants on forwards, idiot? Why don't you watch MTV Countdown? Live a little. Well, there, you know, there again is that, that theatrics. And, you know, people, I think they, they almost begged for that, you know, in, in high school. Don't you think so? I mean, they always were wanting you to... Make a fool of myself? No, 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 no. No, but they were, you were, okay, this is mom talking now, but you were something different. Now, sure. Now, when I say different, I don't mean different. <laughs> but I, but you were something off the beaten path where they, there really hadn't been something like that for a while. I'm sure there had been, you know, in other classes and stuff too. Sure. But, um. You were very much enjoyed. And I think even the, even the teachers. I think the teachers for the most part. Yeah. I think they were like, oh, this, what's going to happen to this boy when he leaves? Yeah. I think it was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's an ex Okay. Okay. Um, Mr. Atchison. Yeah. Here is, oh my gosh. Okay, so I was working and I would say, I would say at least once every two weeks, maybe more. I would get a phone call and I'd, you know, hi, this is Karen. Can I help you? Karen, this is Atch. <laughs> and I, my response was, hey, Atch, what did he do this time? Yeah. You know, I mean, I was prepared. And, you know, his response was, you know, he's not a bad kid. He just won't stop talking. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and he just is, you know kind of disruptive in class, but not a bad disruptive. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and it's, you know, but he was... Uh, well, I always had so many questions because, you know, when you, I think when you're being taught something, you're supposed to question it a little bit because it's like, well, if I'm going to believe this, I'm going to tell someone else this, then I'm going to need absolute proof it's right because I don't want to go, this is, you know, we already live in Gossip City, USA. So it's... It was like one of those things, but Atch was really, really cool. So there was a time where we had these new bleachers put in the high school where all you would do, you had like a mini, it, it looked like a lawnmower, but it was a mini uh, forklift. So the bleachers would fold up against the wall yeah. and then you'd put this little thing underneath the bleachers and it would raise up a little bit and you could pull it back and the, all the bleachers would come out. Oh, okay. They were extendable bleachers. Sure. And so one day we started bouncing on those and we realized because there's nothing underneath it because you have to have the space to use the little pitchfork thing, they would bounce on the court. They would, and, and it was just going bang, bang, bang. And we're little kids and not, not little kids, but you know, yeah. high school kids. And we thought it was great. So we just kept doing it. Well, next day, of course, got called in to uh, the athletic director's office and he was oh, like, what no. are you guys doing? I can't believe... You would do this. You're going to break the thing. You guys are the worst and blah, blah, blah. Then we went to a girls basketball game and they only had to pull out half the bleachers and they didn't even have someone sing the national anthem. They had it on tape. So we were standing up, getting ready. National anthem starts on the tape. 
the tape eats itself in the tape recorder, oh, so no. it's done. So we see all the parents sitting down, and there were four of us, and we just stand. We stood up and sang the national anthem, How but awesome. we did it so ridiculously because Boys to Men was big back then, and we really <laughs> tried to stretch it out. It was ridiculous. But anyways, Atch calls us in after that, and he says, guys, and we're like, what now? And he was like, I want to tell you something. I was so proud of you guys for standing uh-huh. up and doing that. And I saw the parents sitting down and you guys did it. And I got to tell you, um, I got someone else here that's going to. And he calls in athletic director and he goes, this is a wash, gentlemen. You banged on the bleachers, but this gets you off the hook for that. So we didn't have to finish our detention because it washed it out. It was it was pretty cool. Atch was, I'll tell you this, one of the most fair disciplinarians that I ever have dealt with in my life because it was like. You'd piss and moan for a little bit when you got in trouble because you'd go, oh, this isn't fair. And then you take five minutes to think about it and you go, oh, this is exactly fair. Yeah. This is exactly what you deserve. So, um, yeah, he's fantastic and doing very well for himself. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and allegedly I'm going to say because I'm not 100% positive, but I believe he started a company uh, of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the crust cut off. And I think that blew up. Seriously. I think he retired early from from school stuff because of that. And if if that is true, I want to say congratulations and good for you cuz oh, cuz yeah. you you earned it putting up with our bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he was uh he was always always really nice. He, and I know he hated to make those phone calls. I know he did. You could just sure. hear it. But Well, I remember the um on the last day of school, he called and offered to sell you the chair in his office because my ass was the only one that would fit in it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he had a good sense of humor. Yeah, he did. Well, he had to. My God. No kidding. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. What is your... F- well, see, guys, listen. I know this is like a Chad suck fest here, but... You have to understand, I didn't do the questions. That's right. They want to know. So what is your favorite thing about Chad? And favorite, there's no you in favorite, so an American asked this question. Was your favorite thing about Chad? And what is your favorite memory with Chad? Okay. Oh, this is going to, okay. Well, first of all, you know, I think I think that Chad is a great listener. You know, it always doesn't appear that he's listening, but he is a great listener. And how and how aware he is of other people and their feelings. And uh, I know he's always looking out for the other people. Now, he brought this up. You're always out for the underdog. He always has been that way. Um, when he mentioned Matt, you know, he, he was, you know, he was kind of getting bullied and this and that, but, but you always stood up for him and you, you were on his side. Sure. You have these people's back. And that has always been an out, outstanding um, feature of yours that, that um, you just look out for everybody. And, and um, I was actually, I was very, very lucky to have two kids that way with, with such big caring hearts. I have to give Alyssa a little credit on this too. Oh, she's, she, she is too. Yeah. She's yeah. the best. I mean, I've, I've said this on the podcast before, but when I got divorced, she wrote me a letter that really, really changed things. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that either. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was <clears throat> that was a very key key moment in my. Uh, I don't want to say recovery because I don't think that applies here because it wasn't like uh, you know I was doing drugs or drinking or anything. Right. But in in my um, healing, mm-hmm. let's say 
mm-hmm. myself, uh, you know, kind of letting myself off the hook just a little bit and give sure. myself a little breathing room. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were, you needed it. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, isn't this a funny episode so far? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Here, here, here's something funny then. Well, okay. It's not really too funny, but this is still on you. Um, one thing I often thought, um, Talking about being being a good little kid, my grandmother was a daycare uh, provider out in Washington, state of Washington, and she was very much um, like a, a tomboy kind of thing. I, she went salmon fishing, and she, you know, she just was. Let me tell the listeners this: the first time I saw a picture of my great grandmother, I thought it was my great grandfather. <laughs> there you have it. Let me just start with that. <laughs> yep, yep. This is my mother's mother. Yeah. Yep. And she was daycare, and she, she, never said anything really. I mean, she, she liked kids. Let me say that. So yes, of course she liked kids, but she could never get over you, how good you were. She just, I don't know if she thought there was something wrong with you or, or what, but she, she just couldn't. She and she wouldn't leave you alone when she came to visit, because you just lay there and you'd play and you know and you were. Just you never cried. You just were really a good kid. And to add to that, when we lived um, above uh, by the Catholic Church, okay, we rented that place. Yep. Um, you would when you got tired, you'd crawl up in your crib. You'd crawl up in your crib and go to sleep. And this is no lie. Yeah, I think I, I think I was a good kid. I think I like I've liked alone time. Since I was born, yeah, and people don't yeah. people don't get that. I think now we live in a world where people don't want to be alone with their thoughts. They go to bed with the TV on. They you know play games on their phone till they fall asleep. All this stuff. I love being alone with my thoughts. It's like a fun kind of very relaxing Zen time for me. So when I'm in the car and I'm sitting there and not saying anything for a half hour, I'm just thinking, and then everyone's like. Oh, why are you so mad at me? It's like, well, I'm not mad at you. I'm just thinking. Am I not allowed to think? And no one gets it because I don't think it happens a ton. And no. so everyone always wants to chit chat and double check. You know, ooh, better check his tone, better check his mood, better. Ch-. And it's like, all I'm doing is thinking. You should just have a sign. I should have. I'm just fine. A b- <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. The I'm fine sign. <laughs> Yep. Here's one more, uh, one more thing I have to say quick. It's, it's it was very dangerous at the time, and I, I was coming home from work. I was walking home from work. We had one car. I was I was coming home, and um, I was about a block away, and our bedroom windows, because we we rented the upstairs of this lady's house, our bedroom windows were right above the porch okay. of her house. She had a screened-in porch. And so I'm walking home and I'm looking down the road and I'm seeing this, what am I seeing? This little kid in his diaper, my, oh my God, it's Chad. (laughs) You guys, he crawled out of the, now keep in mind, I know this may come as a surprise, but Steve was in charge of babysitting. (laughs) He he crawled out of the window because we, didn't have screens or something so I mean it was open out onto the porch and there's no guardrails there's no nothing on this porch just shingles and sidewalk below and I thought what am I going to do what I mean I don't want to start yelling because then what are you going to 
run to me. You know <laughs> right. I mean? Right off. Just the dive. Ship. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> and you were like two. Yeah. And that just really goes to show you that I've been trying to uh, attract sweet babes with this hot bod <laughs> forever. I'll go out on a roof with a diaper on. Doesn't yep. matter to me. Yep. And in all your glory, there you were. <laughs> oh, my God. My heart was pounding so fast and I'm yelling for your dad. And oh, boy, it was it was quite quite the deal. Yeah. Well, I just probably need a little space. I want to be alone with my thoughts. Right. So I went out on the on the roof. Well, that was my mom. And that, I'll tell you something else. That was just the first part of my mom. You guys asked so many questions. And I know it's like, a, oh, my God, Chad is great fest. But it's my mom. What did you expect her to say? Even if she hated me, she wouldn't say it publicly because she knows I would play it at her funeral. So she's not going to do that. This was part one. Next week, tune in. Part two, the week after that. Sigh question mark? I sure hope so. I know you do, too. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.